This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, for the next five days of the Daily Detail, I am going to feature two Alabama stories each day that received the most views and readings in 2023 on the 1819 News website. The countdown will start from 10 and end with the number one story. So today, we're going to start out with stories 10 and 9, which garnered a lot of interest from Alabamians. The number 10 story was written by 1819 News reporter Erica Thomas. It has to do with a Gulf Shores tattoo shop where one of the co-workers was charged with attempted rape. The story that Thomas wrote was about the co-workers at that shop who ended up packing all of their things and moving out since they were highly uncomfortable that their co-worker, 45-year-old Daniel Crane, was charged with sexual assault this past August at the Mud Bugs Pub and Club. One of the co-workers with Crane also was a witness who took the stand in the case against him. Victoria Willis said that she was threatened by Crane once he found out that she was going to testify on behalf of the sexual assault victim in this case. Turns out another tattoo place in that same area found out about the worker situation and the fact that they had left and they invited those co-workers to join their tattoo team instead. That story was the number 10 most read story on the website in 2023. And as for Daniel Crane, his trial is set to begin this coming March. And the number nine story for 2023 on the 1890 News website was also written by Erica Thomas about the major fallout in Bud Light sales that was occurring, and it was based off of the restaurant sales in South Alabama. The Tin Top Restaurant and Oyster Bar in Bon Secure reported seeing an 89% decrease in the sale of this brand of beer. Now, Budweiser, the parent company of Bud Light, was still able to sell other beers, but Bud Light was deemed particularly offensive by Alabamians, and it was showing in their bottom line sales. This fallout was all because of a particular person named Dylan Mulvaney, who runs a YouTube channel, and Mulvaney has been tracking on that YouTube channel his attempts to transition from man to woman. He was featured on a Bud Light can as a promotional for transgenders in the U.S. And Mulvaney featured that can on his YouTube video. And ever since then, Bud Light was sworn off by all those who object to the whole transgender ideology and didn't want this political agenda brought into their beer drinking. Those are my two Alabama stories for this episode. For more in-depth stories that affect the state of Alabama, you can go to the 1890 News website at 1890news.com. Now over in national news, For the next five days, in this national news report, I will be revisiting major stories that occurred in the U.S. even a few years ago that were presented in a certain light by the mainstream media and political leaders with the intentions of getting a particular reaction or result from the American viewers. But as we look at those stories again in hindsight, the entire narrative has been turned on its head, and a lot of that is a result of very tenacious people determined to get to the facts and truth of the matter. These investigative reporters, or just simply citizens, have not relented in getting that information out and bringing it to the public's attention, which is the way that normal journalism is supposed to work. The first story I'm going to use to kick off the series is from 2020. It's the arrest and death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota in May of that year. Police were called to a convenience store after Floyd handed the clerk counterfeit bills. Floyd was approached by a police officer named Alex King, who is also black, as George Floyd is. Floyd was not compliant at any point in talking to King, and he certainly resisted arrest, throwing himself practically out of the back of the squad car. Floyd ended up being on the road with four officers bent over him in order to restrain him. They also called an EMS because they suspected he was having a medical incident. Floyd then died hours later. 
The video of one officer with his knee on the shoulder and neck of Floyd was immediately put out to the public and connected to the statements that were made from Floyd that he couldn't breathe. The video of Officer Derek Chauvin was taken from only one angle by a bystander on the side of the road. The story and that video went viral with a large contingency of political leaders and the media suggesting that police violence in arresting Floyd is what caused his death. And then the whole issue of racism was brought into the mix because Derek Chauvin happened to be white, although Derek Chauvin was not the arresting officer. In short order, there were protests and demands for justice, and that led to vandalism, break-ins, and then massive looting. Then there was full-blown fire of property, leaving that whole city to look like a war zone. Within weeks, the violence and riots were all replicated in other urban centers throughout the U.S., and it all seemed to conveniently get initiated by people waiting in the wings, willing to cause violence and chaos. The economic damage done after months of these riots and burnings came in at billions of dollars, never mind the psychological toll on the fabric of American unity. Fast forward to October of 2023, when Alpha News dropped a devastating documentary on the George Floyd case. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis. The film is produced by Liz Collins, and it methodically takes the viewer through all of the police body camera footage from the moment they arrived at the Cups convenience store in Minneapolis to loading George Floyd into an ambulance. The documentary also adds additional footnotes to the comments and actions that were made during that arrest regarding George Floyd's past criminal record, his past addictions, his pre-existing medical conditions, his continued resistance to police instruction. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Stand up. Why you doing me like that? Stand up. Come on. We're trying to get out of the street here so you don't get hit by a car. And the confirmed lies that he told police while they were arresting him. I just lost my mom, man. Floyd was also recovering from COVID and expressed an inability to breathe long before police had him on the ground. Right now. And I just had COVID, man. I don't want to go back to that. Okay, when I start breathing, when I start breathing, it's going to go off on me, man. Police body camera also shows him pulling a marijuana pipe from his pants and a pill inside Floyd's mouth as he was talking to police a practice that he had done before in a 2019 arrest in order to hide the drugs that were on him. I couldn't see his hands. I, he was moving around. We found out later he's probably eating dope. Hey, okay, Open your mouth. Spit out what you got. Spit out what you got. The documentary by Liz Collins goes on to have interviews with various forensic specialists, coroners, police officers, and police captains, all who shed light on this story in a whole different way, in a way that completely dissects and dismantles the prescribed narrative back in 2020 and shows an effort to cover up the facts at least long enough to allow for the subsequent riots and chaos that developed in Minneapolis and then various other cities. In patients that have acromegaly, they tend to die from cardiovascular complications such as heart attack or arrhythmias. Do you feel in a way they were trying to hide this information? I'm not sure if the... Medical examiners were trying to hide it, but it seems like the prosecutor team was trying to hide it. Liz Collins does an outstanding job with the interviews she conducted with various Minneapolis police officers who have now left the force, who confirmed that the restraining tactic that was used by police on George Floyd, which is the knee on the neck and the shoulder blade, was all part of their training, was not undue police violence, was not done out of racism, and certainly didn't cause Floyd's death. Were you trained in MRT, the maximal restraint technique? Yes. 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 Yes, I was. Yes, we all were. Yes, 
all the police officers were trained in the MRT. Your police chief said on the stand that he didn't recognize that technique. Mm-hmm. I, I heard him say that. It's tough to hear people lie, just straight lie. And again, goes right back, to, for me, the good and the bad, like the right and the wrong. And for you to be under oath and just straight lie. What this documentary also brings to light is the willing deception of city leaders in Minneapolis to withhold the facts and truth in a particular situation in order to pin the death of Floyd on police and stir up this sense of police racism and violence and ultimately cause the public to turn on law enforcement. This whole situation is best described by the adoptive mother of one of those police officers, Alec King, the arresting officer for George Floyd, who is currently serving time in prison for making that arrest. Do you think police and city leaders and the media were hiding the fact that your son is, in fact, a black officer? I think they had such a hard time walking back a story that they had told that they would have done anything to maintain that story. You know, they have a story. Our family has a story. I have a story in my mind about what really went on as well. When I think about the conversation they must have had once the facts came out about the race of the officers, about the toxicology report, about the medical examiner's report, about the body cameras. And, you know, my story goes as they're sitting around looking at each other in a room going, okay, now what do we do? The truth and the facts don't match the story we've been telling everybody and the media has been telling, what are we going to do now? And they look around in the room and ask each other, you know, who has the cojones to tell the truth? Is it going to be you, Arredondo? Is it going to be you? Benjamin Crump, is it going to be you, Mayor Fry? Who's going to be the one that's going to say, oh, you know, oops, we thought it was this, we were wrong. The facts don't support it. We're going to have to do something, we're going to have to say something. And they must have looked around the room and said, nope, not me, I don't have cojones. You have cojones? Nope, I don't have them either. But they were able to loan a pair, I think, to... Mr. Chief Arredondo, so that he could, don't worry, we'll give you, we'll, we'll borrow you a pair so you can have them to go on stand and lie about the training these police officers have had since you don't have any to tell the truth. And that actually, you know, is the story that makes more sense with the facts than the one that they were telling. And Alex King himself, speaking on a phone from prison, makes a very appropriate conclusion after being asked one single pointed question from Liz Collins. Alex, what do you want people to know about this case? What's been done is done, and I just hope that at the very least, people in the future can keep an open mind and not let instances like this happen. Just use my case as an example is to not jump the gun, not knee jerk, not fall to this race bait, to the social media, to the media, and let them get away with what they do. Because if things like this keep happening, no one anywhere is going to have any sense of justice left. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 